Hi everyone, before we get started, we wanted to let you know that we recorded most of our Luke Cage rewinds before the resurgence in Black Lives Matter protests after the killings of George Floyd and countless others. As you probably know, the Luke Cage series goes deep into the kinds of racism faced by Black people every day. As hosts who are not Black, we have not covered it as well as we should have, but we are trying to get better. We stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Movement, so our non-discussion of the issue in these episodes comes from uh, recording before the tragedies and not ignoring the issues. Podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we get into things, we want to beg you, beg, to follow Please. us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore rewind. And if you can give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, that would be awesome. And plus, you can tell your friends about our show. Um, please tell them good things. Anyway, today we are talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 11 of Luke Cage, Now You're Mine, which originally premiered on Netflix on September 30th of 2016. And as always, here's a rundown that I wrote two days ago and didn't bother to reread, so let's see how this goes. Luke Cage escapes from the kitchen with Misty while Stryker takes Claire, Candace, and the remaining civilians hostage. The police surround the club. Luke and Misty escape to the basement using a secret entrance in the kitchen before Stryker's men can storm in. He tells her everything that he has been hiding from her. Claire finds out the truth about Mariah killing Cornell, Cornell from Can- Candace. God, so many C's. As well, as well as the location of the secret spot below the kitchen. Claire escapes and joins Luke and tends to Misty's wound. Stryker talks uh, about uh, being the spurned bastard son of a preacher, threatens to kill the hostages unless uh, Luke meets with him. Shades finds the entrance and confronts Misty and Claire, who manage to overpower him. Stryker kills uh, Councilman Boone and uses Candace as cover to escape as Luke arrives and frees the other hostages. A SWAT team storms in and forces Luke to surrender using the Jude's bullets provided by uh, Mariah. Luke and Shades are arrested while Stryker escapes. <gasps> yeah. Dramatic. Alright, going in to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Al, what fast facts do you have for this? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't have any. No, nothing popped out at me to even research and try to look for something. Okay, I, I got you as always. The um, the episode's uh, title comes from a Gangstar song from the album "Hard to Earn." Um, let's see. I didn't write down what I, how I thought I connected to this. Well, it's now your mind, so I assume that Stryker thinks Luke is his, or the councilwoman, the councilman is his, or just everything in Harlem is his. So now your mind connects that way, I assume. 
<laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Diamondback just kind of wants everything to himself. Okay. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, Luke says that Harlem's Paradise belonged to Lucky Luciano when he explains why there was a stairway going under the um, basement. That guy was a real guy, apparently. Oh. He was a crime boss and a bootlegger in Harlem in the 20s through the 40s. Oh, nice. Someone did yeah. some real research. Awesome. Yeah. And, and connecting to the Godfather that I've been talking about the whole season. <laughs> um, in uh, Lucky Luciano worked with uh, uh, the military in World War II. So when they arrested him after World War II for um, bootlegging and doing all his mob stuff, instead of arresting him, they deported him to uh, Italy. And in the first Godfather, when Michael kills a cop, he goes to Italy to go hiding. So another Godfathery thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say that this, this real person actually like was in the Godfather or referenced in that movie, but all right, not, a, not as no. cool. still cool. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, my last one is they actually call Claire the night nurse in this when actually looking up at the Claire in the comics, she actually wasn't a, the night nurse at all. She was just a doctor friend of Luke Cage's. <laughs> um, the night nurse was three other people. Linda Carter, Linda Carter, not the one who played Wonder Woman in the 70s, Georgia Jenkins, and Christine Palmer, who's actually a doctor in Doctor Strange movie. So while they demoted Claire to become a nurse, they elevated Christine Palmer to become a doctor in a completely unfair, I don't know why it's unfair. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have just promoted both. I mean, it's... Yeah. Or promoted one and left the other one the same. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both now she's a night doctor and then uh, Christine Palmer hospital owner. <laughs> What's above doctor? <laughs> well, no, you said she was upgraded from nurse to doctor, so that that yeah, I but mean... yeah, but you said promote both. I'm like, then you'd have to promote Christine. Christine. Well, wait, or I thought Claire, you... Claire, yeah, Claire, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, super doctor, right? That's the next level. Yeah, super after doctor. Well, I mean. Isn't that what Doctor Strange is? Then and Bruce Banner and Tony Stark? Doctor. He's him a superhero. Super Doctor. There you go. Super Doctor Supreme. There you go. Doctor Doom? Not a doctor, we learned. That's one thing I ever remember from this podcast. Is Doctor <laughs> Doom isn't an actual doctor. What a fraud. Never would yep. have thought that from him. I know. He seems like a, such an upstanding gentleman. Yeah, exactly. All right. Any other fast facts? Nope. That was as fast as I could fact them. All right. Uh, so I guess we'll move on and talk about the heroes. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like a for real superhero, which is I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I'm Luke Cage. You can't burn me. You can't blast me. And you definitely can't break me. I am Harlem. And Harlem is me. Where do you want to start? Start with Luke? Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, so I guess this is why it's really good to be friends, real close friends with the hero. Because all those people are in danger of getting shot. But Luke only cares about Misty. <laughs> protecting I, her. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in, in a sense. Um, but, the, I mean, they're kind of in a holding pattern, right? Like, Luke knows that the hostages are leverage and 
they're, they're not going to be killed unless they're going to be used for something for that leverage, right? To get Luke mm -hmm. out of hiding, which is exactly what Stryker does at the end. Um, or they're also being used to stop the SWAT team from going in and, and stuff, right? So uh, while they're unsafe from, uh, you know, just their general surroundings and situation, they're, they're, it's not like horrible. It's not like they're about to be killed. Um, okay. But you're right. The, I'm sure if he, you know, if Luke and Misty weren't like acquaintances in some way, um, he wouldn't have uh, cared as much about about saving your life, and not like he would just ignore her, but like he wouldn't be more invested personally. Yeah, so really, he'd be in that hold up with Claire because no one seems to care about Claire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. So they talk about in this episode that Luke was in the Marines for the first time. And I can't remember, but I don't think they ever mentioned it again that he was in the Marines after this episode. Yeah, I think that, too, because I don't remember that at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember what his job was before he went to prison. Um, did not remember him being in the Marines. Yeah, I mean... Um, <laughs> when he's like, he learned how to do it in, uh, what is it called? Force Recon, which is, uh, short for, for a Marine Force Reconnaissance. And I was like, well, I feel like me, myself, could also do the tourniquet without being in the Marines. Then Claire gets on him for putting the tourniquet too low. So I was like, maybe not, because I thought Luke did a really good job. <laughs> so I guess... <laughs> I mean, I have no idea how easy or hard it is to make one, but um, he probably made one really well, but um, placing it in the right spot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought you just had to, you know, what Luke did, just tie off the wound so no blood flows to it, but not that close to the wound, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Although, Claire's not a real doctor or a nurse. She's an actress, so that might be wrong, too. I have no idea. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we, we can never tell. I mean, this is why you probably shouldn't be taking your all of your medical advice from a TV show. Um, well, that's what I got, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. So, <laughs> all right. Don't put your uh, life in my hands. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, which TV shows do you get your, your info from? From, like, is it Scrubs or House? Uh, well, it must be Scrubs, because I've never watched an episode of House. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right well actually all all my knowledge comes from um claire and dr strange that's it <laughs> i don't think he got a lot of info out of dr strange um um yeah like if you use a defibrillator you get extra powers to fight your ghosty enemies that's what i learned in dr strange oh i totally forgot about that you're right <laughs> Yeah, it's not too long until we're covering that one. Well, for you and me, for the listeners, it's still going to be like another month and a half. But <laughs> yeah, a little bit of time. But yeah, yeah. Okay. What else you got for Luke? <laughs> um. So actually, so rewinding just a little bit. Um. So when Luke, uh, gets Misty to the the kitchen and they're kind of you know held up in there a little bit before they go through the 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 door into that cool secret room. 
Um, mm-hmm. He uh, he tells Misty that they can't call for backup because she's saying, hey, we, we need to go out the back door or whatever, call for backup, that kind of stuff. And so, but Luke says, oh, we, we can't do that because Stryker and team have already secured the back exit. Um, Luke says it's what he would do, right? Like he himself would, would do. Why? Is this, I mean, I guess maybe, well, I, I can't imagine that that was a normal part of his training for Force Recon in the Marines. I don't know if he had any No, but he was also a cop. That's true. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he he is trained in this, though we don't, I feel like we don't get his history as a cop as a real part of his personality. I feel it's just like backstory, but it doesn't come into play very often. Yeah, that's true. But also, Misty's a cop. Wouldn't she know that that's something that would be done? And also, Stryker... I don't remember if Stryker was in the military, but he definitely no, was not a cop. He, he talked about this. He went to juvie while yeah, Luke went to the Marines to get out of jail. That's right. Okay, yeah. So, I mainly what I'm going with is I don't understand why Luke had that line of like, yeah, it's what I would do because... Why I don't I don't I don't see the the parallel there between him and and Stryker. Is it is it because they're half brothers? That's it. They have the That's same it. ideas. Yep, it's all about genetics. You know, you get your tactical genetics from your father's side. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you also get the um the hair loss gene from your mother's side. I learned recently. Not only hair loss, like all of your hair genes, because I'm going gray very early my early 30s my mom apparently was like all white hair by she time she was 20 she just dyed it since then oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah oh god i've had gray hair since uh high school and it's just it's just more and more especially because right yeah. now i haven't had a haircut in like three months because of uh quarantine stuff and uh yeah it's a lot more noticeable yeah i have patches of gray in my head but now i'm growing out a beard because of quarantine i have a lot of gray in my beard <laughs> oh okay are you more like salt and pepper, or is it like is it spots like you know left it's, it's side? Spots. It's spots. My wife wants to like when she sees it, she tries to pull the gray hairs out, and it hurts. <laughs> Don't pull hair out of your face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. Luke Cage doesn't have a lot of hair, so we should get back to him. That's true. <laughs> yeah. He does have a. It's it's not a beard, right? It's it's facial it's a goatee. hair. What, what is that? Goatee. Okay. A goatee, right. I guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I always write down like I didn't write the context, but he took out uh, sugar with the slap. I love it when he just slaps people and they go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so nice. Um, it's also really good. You know, when we when we realize he can just do that. And <laughs> earlier in the season, what was it like the first or second episode? He he fought a bunch of people and he just completely wrecked Genghis Khan's <laughs> restaurant. Yep. Um, he didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> no. Oh, you know what I feel bad about Genghis Khanis? What if they, like, paid someone to replace the window, and, like, two days later it gets blown up? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that That's gonna be an interesting call back to your, your insurance company, right? Like, hey, listen, uh, something happened, some people broke the window, like, what's the deductible? Okay, alright, well sucks you'll probably still have to pay like half of the cost or whatever but you know hey at least the insurance company is covering part of that okay so you pay for that two days go by you have to now you have to call back the insurance company hey um 
So the whole building blew up. What's the deductible for that? Are we covered? <laughs> well, I mean, in New York City post the Avengers, there has to be some sort of coverage for... Well, he's not, like, that was Cornell. He wasn't even a supervillain. I don't think even if they had superhero deductibles, <laughs> they would count that. Yeah, exactly. Like, is that uh, is that covered under anything normally? Like, I don't... Yeah, I'm, well, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not arson. It's not an act of war. It's... Well, I mean, it is kind of an act of war. Uh, I, uh, mm. the, the war on crime? <laughs> Eh, it's internal. Uh, it's American. It's all American citizens. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, we need an well, insurance. If you're an insurance agent and you listen to us, please let us know. If your house gets uh, um, blown up by a rocket grenade, shot by a um, a crime boss, are you covered? <laughs> or what kind of coverage do you need? Yeah, exactly. House or. Uh, or building a restaurant, right? Your business, uh, either one. Yeah. Yeah, just, just kind of <laughs> curious. Maybe you get different uh, results based off of that. Yeah. Yep. All right, I've got one more um, uh, note about Luke. It's just like this great exchange that they have between Luke and Stryker. When Luke walks down and says, "Couldn't we have made amends a long time ago?" Stryker goes, "Couldn't you have died during childbirth?" <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> cold, but accurate for what he's feeling yeah is that uh right, you know i'll bring that up a little bit later when we talk about him specifically uh just because then we'll end up on more tangents um <laughs> I, I don't have anything else about luke but no i mean what, what you're right yeah super cold dude yeah um now children say things like that right but they don't really know mm -hmm. what they're saying this dude's in his 30s or 40s i don't i can't tell i didn't actually look right. how old the actor is but damn yeah well he is acting very childish like he's doing all this just because his dad uh liked his brother more yeah that's true all right yeah <laughs> uh, all right moving on to misty yeah she didn't do much she survived she made it through the end of uh the episode yeah she had to stick her finger in her own arm oh god that was tough to watch <laughs> yep I mean, this whole episode was a misdirect for, um, if you know the comics, uh, Misty has her bionic arm. She lost her arm and got a bionic one. May or may not happen in the future of this sh these programs. But it's like made everyone think, hey, she's going to get a bionic arm. She's going to lose her arm. And then, nope, she just got to stick her finger in her arm. Yep, exactly. Well, she even at the, uh, oh, was it this episode or next one? I didn't write that down. Okay, yeah. Um, at the end of this episode, um, they they tell her that or what I think it might have been Claire I think, uh, who says, yeah, if you, um, you know, if you stay like this for a long enough time, it, your arm might have to be amputated. Yep. So, yeah. Every comic book fan got excited at the amputation of a woman's arm. We, we have some problems. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I did get frustrated that she tried to call Ridley on her phone, and it was like wonky, but it sounded like they could hear each other, kind of. But she just hung up and gave up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now I know the screen was pretty messed up, but she could have at least tried to, to send a text, or at least 
Which yeah. maybe have Luke do that. But she just got she just got shot. Does she really need a cut on her finger from glass? Well, Luke can do it. He won't get uh, cut. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, true. And then later, when Claire shows up, maybe Claire has a phone. Yeah. Well, Claire having a phone that might be better. I think it might have been the um, the connection down in the basement because they don't want text since it could be anyone texting on her phone. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Uh, well, oh, send a selfie, right? Of like <laughs> her and Luke smiling or something. There you go. That gets the <laughs> yeah, that's what you want is Luke in there smiling with her. That doesn't seem suspicious at all when they think Luke's doing everything. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to both be smiling. <laughs> not if he's a bad guy. Exactly. Uh, or, I mean, if he's like one of those crazy bad guys. But so far... We don't know of any of those existing in the MCU, right? Like, what do you mean a crazy bad guy? Well, like the Joker, right? Like, like, haha, smiling, I'm doing evil stuff, yay! I mean, Kilgrave, I would think Kilgrave was like that. Yeah, you're right, he kind of was, huh? Yeah, well, there goes that. I think if there's any other ones who are like that, I don't think so. Well, I mean, there aren't a lot of villains like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> that's true he's uh he's definitely a unique type yeah Do i guess carnage i mean he's not in the mcu but carnage would be like that yeah he definitely would be he's uh he definitely loves murdering uh, and that kind <laughs> of loves stuff. the murder yep uh it's <laughs> gotta be someone else yeah. an evil deadpool like that one oh, yeah. deadpool i forgot what it was called but it was Wait, which one? one. Uh, there, there, there was a like an evil Deadpool type character in one of the comics. I, I'm sure there is. There's like, there Deadpool gets so weird. I don't like try to keep up with all the weird stuff in Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it, the Dead, Deadpool and Spider Man comics are like my favorite Deadpool ones, but I don't read a lot of his stuff. Yeah, Deadpool with other characters is always fun. But I, th- there was a point where I just had to stop reading anything deadpool because there were so many things like it just <laughs> it was too much and so i just like yeah. went cold turkey for a while probably something in deadpool about cold turkeys <laughs> probably i'm sure so i feel like though deadpool is entertaining and i love the movies um I feel like Deadpool comics are kind of like the family guy of comics. It's like, sometimes they'll have a joke that just hits really good, but most of the time it's crap. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, And then, you know, it's also one of those things where once you have a, a big following, then you have, like, you have the jokes you have to do. Like, mm-hmm. like he has to go eat chimichangas. Yep. Every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, All right. stuff like that. I don't Back have to... anything else to talk okay. about. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. uh, she finally believes Luke's a hero. Yay! That's good. All it took was her almost dying from the real villain. But, yeah. you know, at least, hey, it worked out. Good thing Luke was there to, to stop other bullets from hitting her. True. Yep. Couldn't be there for the first bullet. Dang it. And then... Yeah, all those ricochet bullets probably killing other people, I'm just assuming. <laughs> uh Yeah. I'm Okay, they do always ricochet, right? Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> like they, I mean, they have to. You don't see them drop. Like you'll see that coming off of Superman a lot. It's like they flatten and they just fall. They just lose all momentum. Don't know how. Something to do with his alien DNA. But it seems like they bounce off of um, of Luke. Okay, so so Luke is is more like like metal skin kind of thing. So he's more like a, a man of steel, and <laughs> Superman because he's like absorbing it. I guess he's more like fleshy or something. So he's he's kind of kind of rubbery. He's, yep. he's able to take that force. Okay, yes. I, I don't have a good like stupid yeah, name know. to call him. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a a powerful man. He's like a power man. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right. On to our villains. I ask you, to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. What about turning the other cheek? Jesus saves. I don't. All right, we've got a few, yeah. right? I guess. Who should, who should we start with? Uh, well, I mean, we we keep. I like start uh, starting at the top, so let's go with the let's go with Diamondback, Mister Striker. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really write down a lot of notes this episode. Nothing really like jumped out at me, like to to really talk much about. Um, but. I mean, one of the things we definitely are seeing is he's he's uh he's very obsessive about making sure he kills Luke, and um, as a result, uh, Shades keeps kind of bringing that up and mentioning mm-hmm. that he's uh, he's going a little overboard here, and uh, he does not like that. Uh, Striker Striker doesn't like being told, uh, "Hey, you're going crazy, man." Yeah. So although uh, Shades does do it with a little humor because he does say, "What you talking about, Willis?" To Willis Stryker. Yeah, that's <laughs> I right. Like, I like how Willis calls out that it's like, how long have you been waiting to say that? Because <laughs> my note right after that, like, I paused it to write down how long were the writers waiting to say that? And then he <laughs> says that to Shades. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, but Stryker also um, says at one point, like, why'd you use my real name? So he was not happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Because you can't pass up a comedic opportunity like that. God. <laughs> That's true. In front of so many people who won't get yeah. the reference because they don't know his real name. <laughs> That's true. You think, why are they randomly quoting good times? Or different strokes, not good times. Different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I thought that when they pull out the Bible and it's all marked up, I thought it was like showing that he was unstable. But it's probably, now thinking back, it's probably because the Bible's from his dad, who was a preacher, who had to write in it all the time for notes. Okay, yeah, I, I like tried pausing it here and there to see if there was any like message or something that they would bring out. But no, there, there wasn't anything, nothing he could really see. Yeah. Uh, but it was his notes? Okay, I, was, I, I thought it was his mom's I mean, notes. No, because he says that he got that Bible from his dad, who was a preacher. Okay. I thought he yeah. said she got it from, or 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 maybe she got it from his dad. Anyway, it, it came originally from his dad, so I figured that's who made all the notes and stuff. Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, although I still think, well, just not just because he's obviously unstable, 
but he must be crazy because he wrote in a book. And I feel like even when I was in college and, you know, you're supposed to take notes and stuff and like books to keep notes. I always have problems writing in books. I feel like it's terrible. I'm very protective <laughs> of my books. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's just a sign of his madness that he'd be willing to write in a book. All right. So remember out there, everyone, Tony says, if you write in books, you're crazy. Villainously. Yeah. Also, right? also, if you dog your books then you're a mad person as well. <laughs> I'm standing by that. Not taking it back. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, so what else have you got about uh, Mr. Schreiger? Uh, uh, the, his super glove. That makes no sense. Why? Because, because he puts on, it's just a glove attached with wires to a suitcase, right? Mm-hmm. You get your, like, the power punch doesn't come from your hand. It comes from your arm and the way your body moves into a punch. The hand is just the blunt object that's hitting them. So if I put a glove on, unless it's, like, maybe metal, you know, um, or an iron fist, it wouldn't (laughs) really, it would hit him hard, but it wouldn't change the force that it's hitting him shooting him across the room or killing him. So I didn't look at the the fist itself or the glove. Um, but I mean, it, it's possible that something about the glove is the thing actually giving the force. Like, like he doesn't have to move his hand very fast, like a, like a normal punch. I mean, he could just kind of touch someone and then they'd go flying. Right? Is that uh, so possible? I mean, th- that's I a mean, possibility is what I'm saying. I it, it, I guess it could be a possibility. Like, I don't know how you'd explain it. Like, if it was like more like a magnetic force. I know he's not metal, but and just like a force field blowing him away more than the actual force of the punch. I yeah. guess that could make sense. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was what I was going with, right? Like, basically, just the the glove is just pushing someone and it's putting all of that force in a fist size um spot so that's easier to i assume that makes it easier to kill someone right because you have like all of the force localized to one one area um now i'm sure that's not at all where they were going at <laughs> with this yeah. weapon <laughs> but you know i'm sure that can be explained in some sci-fi enough way yeah, I mean, I feel like it was supposed to just give him super strength in his arm, and that isn't how it would work at all. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> but yeah, that that's all... Oh, he also, he's a failure. He pushes Candace off the balcony, Luke makes her, lets her survive, and then he misses killing Luke with his last Judas bullet. Like, come on, man, you had one shot. <laughs> yeah, he. I'm sure he was not happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and you know what? It, he okay, so what we saw of him earlier, basically when he first showed up, was that he is very calm and calculated. And if he really wanted to kill Luke, he would have done something to make absolutely sure of it, right? In in terms of seeing the uh or sorry, not seeing uh, in terms of making sure that he actually hit Luke with the last Judas bullet. So I kind of think that this is another example of him just losing it, right? Because he had to be the one to hold, uh, what was her name, Candace? Is that what you said? Yeah. 
okay, Candace. So he he had to be the one to hold Candace instead of having someone else around like Shades or well, I guess Shades was gone, but someone else, right, holding her. And then Stryker would have been off in a corner pointing the gun. I don't know how stable uh, he was in general. He all, like he came in guns blazing in public, destroying those poor people's theater. Yeah, that's true. Uh, hmm. Like I, I, I don't know how different it would be if he started losing it, because he seems like constantly crazy. Yeah. Plus, let's not forget what started this whole thing when Misty walks in to arrest him, and he says no, and he just starts shooting her. He didn't even know Luke was there. He thought he was just about to kill Misty. Yeah, just about to you know nonchalantly kill a cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they don't retaliate at all. No. <laughs> well, actually, remember, I mean, was it part of his plan? Didn't he want it to seem like Luke ki- killed Misty? Yeah, but if that were true, he'd use that glove, right? Not a gun. It's true. They actually call that out, I think, this episode. Well, like, a gun isn't his style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I- I'm going to go with what you said. He's a lot less stable than we thought when he first showed up. So, okay. (laughs) (sighs) That's all I've got for uh, Stryker. Yeah, same here. Um, Who else do you want to move on to? Uh, I've got a little bit about Shades. Okay, so before we we talk about Shades, I just want to be clear. Shades is a villain, not a guy in the chair, right? Because I'm I'm, I'm not sure... I say a guy in the chair is a supporting our hero. Everyone okay. else who's against him is a villain. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, Shades is getting a little bold. He's starting to treat Stryker like he's Cornell. Yeah, well, I mean, there's that direct parallel of being very angry with Luke Cage and wanting to kill him over anything else. So, yeah. like, he, he literally just got over that a week ago. What the hell? I mean, yeah, I'm, but I, my thing is, the reason he could talk to Cornell the way he did was because he had Stryker backing him up from the shadows. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. no one backing up Shades against Stryker, as far as we know, or as far as the show has told us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, all we know is everyone's scared of Stryker. Um, mm-hmm. For, for obvious, good reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hell, we saw him kill most of the other gang leaders a week or two ago. So, yeah. And and nothing has happened yeah. to him since then. That's true. Um, the other note I have for Shades is Shades finds the hatch that goes downstairs and he tries to take on the two women, right? Who, mm-hmm. you know, one's wounded, the other one's Claire, so it makes up for it. Um, and they kick his ass. But what was his plan if Luke was down there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he lost the two women, but he could, like, in his mind, feasibly say, I could take them, even though he's wrong. He couldn't take Luke Cage. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, so thinking about this a little bit, just mm-hmm. trying to give him some sort of benefit of the doubt, because he he is um, pretty calculated in, in thinking through stuff, right? He wants to survive. Um, by the time he found the secret entrance... He had, or uh, Stryker, I think, had already given the announcement that Luke needs to show up or he's going to start killing a hostage every 10 minutes. Is that true? I think so. Yeah, because he had already busted through the wall and left. Okay. So then in that case, the 
the assumption would be on in, in terms of, of shades he's assuming all right well luke is like going towards striker so i'm free to go find misty and get rid of one of the few people who can like really get rid of our story yeah i mean i guess although he well he has no evidence that luke isn't still down there because luke takes the longest time apparently to get <laughs> from that basement all the way back to the lobby or the dance floor whatever you call it <laughs> because it takes longer than 10 minutes because he kills the councilman oh that's right <laughs> so <laughs> for all he knows luke is still hiding out down there <laughs> all right yeah well there goes that that plan <laughs> then yeah you're you're right i you have no idea what Chase was thinking uh being an idiot yep mm -hmm. um do you have any more villains no um so mariah wasn't in this episode uh mm -hmm. visually they talk about her uh but that's it uh like that uh, nothing uh, i've got nothing yeah else. i don't know where to put blake tower Who's the guy who ends up from the DA's office? Yeah, which we last saw in uh, Daredevil. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, in a sense, we could throw him around guy in the chair because. Or 12%, right. but I mean, definitely not a hero or a villain. Yeah. Well, then we'll talk about him later, I guess. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're done with villains. Let's take a quick ad break and then we'll uh, get back into the show. <clears throat> Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Uh, so, Tony, as a homeowner, um, I feel like a failure for multiple reasons. Uh, for example, I don't own a chainsaw. Uh, do you know the other big item missing in my home? A working fan. I shouldn't have told you that story before we started recording. Uh, exactly, Tony. <laughs> a secret room. Well, <laughs> we all had that childhood fantasy of sneaking around the house and popping up without anyone noticing. Some people even have that fantasy as an adult. But hey, no judgment here. It's your home, I hope. The team came out... Uh, in order to make sure that uh, we trust our sponsors, we always test their products first. So I have firsthand knowledge of what it's like to have a secret room added to your house. The team came out, they planned where it would go, and took care of all of the hard work for me. They told me to leave, and when I came back six hours later, they were done. I paid them with a credit card, and then they left. The best part? I don't even know where the room is. It's that much of a secret, but it's okay. I paid them. Uh, I know it's somewhere because I paid them a lot for it. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free upgrade in your choice of hidden door handles. Very nice. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Tony, uh, just a heads up, I keep looking up at my ceiling fan every so often, and I don't know if it's moved and like is about to fall on me. Uh, fingers crossed, but we'll see what happens. I, I think I think it'll at least make it to the end of this recording. We'll see yeah. what happens <laughs> uh, next one. Listener, if uh, future episodes are just me recording this by myself, it's because a fan fell and killed Al. As we were recording this. <laughs> <laughs> this. This is another reason why I feel like a failure of a homeowner. I can't um, mess with things in my house. <laughs> I mean, no, you can. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the better, better phrase. Because yeah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Mm -hmm. 
Moving on to the guy in the chair, or as I should say, the woman in the basement. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people with abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Who are we starting with, Claire? Yeah, I mean, that's, she's the only one I have. Oh, okay. Unless yeah. you have someone else. Uh, um, Detective Ridley, Ridley, I had a little point about it. I oh, mean, similar okay. to you know how you were talking we about... We can throw Detective uh, Ridley and might as well throw Blake Tower in there, too. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about All Claire. Because right. she's the, the main supporting character here for the for the hero. Um, yeah. I, you know, we... We keep talking about like how awesome Claire is from the perspective of like, yeah, she um I don't want to say that she has like she is fearless, but like, you know, she doesn't have a problem with going into the dangerous situation. And she did a really good thing here of, you know, having a good plan to escape from the team and look for Luke or uh, escape from the, the hostage takers. Mm-hmm. Right. She she told the other lady to pretend you're diabetic. And then she, um, you know, got escorted down and then um, was attacked. Now, how she knew to look for Luke, how she knew to look for him that way that she was, I don't actually know. Um, Did I miss something? Yes. um, She she asked Candace if there's any other way out. And they said, yeah, you can go down. Okay. All right. That's right. That, That does sound familiar now that you mention that. Okay. So cool. Yeah. So she she thought of a plan in like ten seconds of talking to Candace, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And the better plan than I would have thought of, because it wouldn't have occurred to me to hit the wall adjoining it with a whatever she used a wrench or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would have used my hand and then realized, wait a minute, this is doing nothing, and then yep. I don't know, sat down. <laughs> yeah, I would have looked for a door and then been like, well, there's no door. I guess we're all gonna die. Yep. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't know why there would be a door into a secret room, but okay. I know. I mean, why would you expect that? Someone to build a secret room for you. Um, yeah. Also, I don't have any friends that I know of who can just punch down a wall. So I guess that's not the type of mentality I have in general. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. All you have to do is let them know that you're there and then they'll do the rest of the work. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she saves people, she kicks ass, she gets Luke out, and then she crushes Shade's glasses. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that yeah. felt really good. Yep. Now, what do we call him? Oh, God, Pranon? I don't know. We don't know his name until next episode. We couldn't call him anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, the villain formerly known as Shades? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Claire. Yeah, that's all I have. Claire fixing uh, Luke's crappy job at a tourniquet, but we talked about that. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, we'll move on. Um, so I mentioned mm-hmm. Detective Ridley. Um, yeah. Right, Detective Ridley? I don't know why I wrote down Detective uh, Inspector. Inspector Ridley. Ah, all right. Uh, like, like Gadget. <laughs> Not Pikachu. <laughs> it's Inspector Gadget, Detective Pikachu. She's a, she's a gadget person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so <laughs> so at the end of the episode, um, you know, she and Misty are talking, and but Ridley tells Misty like, "Hey, I trust you. Like, I believe you. What you said about Luke being the good guy, all this stuff. 
but we need to verify the story, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm going to give her bonus points for that, like as a character, like, hey, cool, trust, but verify. Like, unfortunately, given how messed up all this is, um, yeah, it, it kind of sucks if that's the situation, but at least she's trying to help. She's not like yelling at Misty and saying, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Go lose your arm over there or something. Uh, so at least there's that. <laughs> yeah. Just, just bleed out in the corner. She's like, Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all I had. Yeah. Now I've got a little bit about uh, Blake Tower, who we already talked about a bit that he showed up last in Daredevil. <clears throat> Um, and he's giving her the or her people the advanced weaponry that he doesn't want them to use because it'll end up on the streets. Is there like no rumbling about what's happening with the vultures people at this time? <laughs> um, that's a good point. I mean, okay, so so timing wise, I guess we don't. Uh-huh. I mean, we do know definitely that the vulture is doing stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> but and he started in two thousand twelve. Okay, got it. Because that was right after the, the stuff in the Avengers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Huh. So I guess that's part of the question. Is he like, how, how well is he known for doing stuff? Yeah. I mean, his thing was he wanted to keep it low level because he didn't want the Avengers coming in. But I, if people are committing crimes with his weapons, they've got to be aware that there's alien tech on the market. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Moving away from this, who <laughs> do we know who the mayor of New York is like in the MCU at this time? Do they, we ever see them? I don't think so. Do, do we ever get told that at any point in time? In anything? I'm trying to think because there's a future season of these these Netflix shows that gets into politics, but I don't know if they get into who the mayor is. I don't want to like spoil anything. Okay. What? But is it possible from the comics the mayor is J. Jonah Jameson? That's why he's fine <laughs> putting this stuff up against heroes. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with no. Damn just it. because of the five seconds we get of him at the end of far from home well i mean it's not unheard of nowadays that a politician would then become a media personality after they're out of politics i guess that's true yeah hmm (laughs) we'll have to wait till the um the j jones jameson uh disney plus show Ah, oh, damn. Uh, okay, I watch the J. Jonah Jameson thing. Like that'd, that'd be like this cool, like ten, fifteen minute episode thing that they do, you know, once or twice a week that they release, and they do that yeah. for a couple months. That would actually be kind of interesting, and just like and you, mostly jokes. You know, Disney owns the rights to Spider Man on TV, which probably would connect with Spider Man Disney Plus shows. Hmm. So they could do whatever they want. So if they wanted to make a live action Spider-Man TV show, they could. Uh as far as my understanding is yes. Interesting. Cuz Sony has the TV or the movie rights. That's why all the Spider-Man cartoons are on Disney Plus. 
Okay. I, I wasn't sure about the cartoon stuff specifically, like cartoon versus um, live action, but huh. I, that could be interesting if uh, if Disney wants to do like a cool, like a Disney Plus miniseries or something with Spider-Man and, uh, instead mm-hmm. of like a third movie. That could get interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he they're signed on for Spider-Man, a third movie and a third team up movie. Or another team of movie. This will be the fourth one. Gotcha. But, I mean, after that, if they don't care about keeping a good deal with Sony, keep throwing Tom Holland in the net or the Disney Plus shows. <laughs> All right. That'd be interesting. Um, oh. Well, now, great. Now, now to just bring all this stuff up, since I'm curious, um, I guess I wonder at that point if Tom Holland has any more uh, uh, things in his contract that he has to do with Sony for spider-man because i wonder at that point if he basically only goes into disney plus for for uh, uh tv shows yeah it's a, it's a big question mark because he can be in any sony stuff they want mm-hmm. with per his contract as spider-man so i'm like what's going to happen with morbius i mean and venom 2 and whatever else they do with that weird connected universe <sighs> spunk <laughs> The Sony, Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Ah, pictures. Okay, I was never gonna think <laughs> Sony Pictures. Okay, all right. Where were we? Uh, who else do we have for the guy in the chair? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Blake Tower right. and Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, perfect. I'm glad Spidey showed up to to help right there at the end. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, all right. So then let's move on. Twelve percent of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself. 12% credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 minutes older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, right. what I've got two things for this. Okay. Um, one, a striker plays uh, Son of a Preacher Man by Dusty Springfield. I just wanted to mention this because growing up, my parents used to put on a lot of 60s and 70s music because that was like when they were kids and teenagers. So I like have a real nostalgic feel for that song. <laughs> so I just wanted <laughs> to mention it. It was weird because of how in the black history and everything this is, they use this version instead of the Aretha Franklin version that came out in the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't know why. Anyway. And then um, my other thing is when Shades goes downstairs to wash his hands, right? Right before he finds the basement of the kick-ass ladies. Uh-huh. Um, he's in the kitchen. And you look behind him. And I rewound it to double check. You see no damage from that grenade they shot in there earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's perfect. Oh. <laughs> So I'm just like, you know what? It's nice that they decide after all this, um, Stryker just has everyone clean everything perfectly for whenever Harlem's Paradise gets back on its feet. Well, they can't have any evidence of, you know, high explosive weapons used inside. Um, That's true. Like that, that doesn't go with their story of trying to uh, um, pin everything on Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
All righty. Uh, anything else? Or is that... No, nope, that was my 12%. All right. Well, in that case, uh, let's go ahead and rate the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Let's rate the episode with how many um, broken sunglasses do you rate this episode? Okay. <laughs> that that reminds me, Al. Mm-hmm. I should have chosen that. But, okay. Oh, you should have? I thought, oh, that's right, because you rate, oh, sorry. Well, sorry. I'll do it next week. I'll okay, do it next right, week. That sounds good. <laughs> How many right. broken sunglasses? I would give this one. This is hard. Because uh, a lot of stuff happens in this, but also not really. I, I mean, but entertaining enough. I think it's 3.5. 3.5 out of 5 broken sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and for the exact same reasons, I'm giving it the, the same score, right? It's, you know, stuff is happening, but it's, it's, it's the reason why. I don't like the Netflix shows as much, right? There's there's mm-hmm. so much story that's going on, but so much of the shows themselves are a little slower um, because they yeah. can take their time with things, and, and as a result, it's it, it less uh, I guess less entertaining, less less stuff is happening, less exciting. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess I thought you'd maybe give it a little more just because they could have put Stryker's whole backstory into a big flashback, which they decided not to. <laughs> You're right. I'll give them a, a, a nice even four. That sounds, okay. that sounds a little better. All right. It's fair. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, in that case, let's close this out, everyone. So uh, until next time, uh, please remember to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore rewind. And if you could also subscribe to the show, preferably do an auto download. I think I think that's the, the better way to listen to podcasts with the auto download. Um, it's not like that, you know, boosts our numbers or anything. Um, and also, uh, again, uh, listen next week. We will be talking about uh, season one, episode 12, Soliloquy, yeah, Soliloquy of Chaos. Uh, so until then, this has been episode 11 of season one of Luke Cage. Now you're mine. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. I know I caught you out there. You got no clout here, and I doubt there. Is any way that you can stop the beat down? You ought to play the background and sit back down. Chumps like you, I gotta keep them in line. So prepare to suffer, boy, cause now you're mine. I fake your left and go right, straight down the lane. Here's one in your eye. You feel pain, you're strained to put together some strategy. But you're raggedy, and I'll be glad to see the frown on your grill when I drill and through.